May the priceless treasure of the Lord's presence be with you all, dear family. May the Lord prepare us for that day of the rapture. Jesus is warning us that some are not ready and will be left behind. The Lord has told us to make our envelopes for family members and write them encouraging letters. All I can say is that we are very close, very, very close. Beloved family, I want to begin by thanking you for your prayers. Truly, I would not be here right now if it were not for your love and prayers. I know I have told you many a time that the Lord looked around for the worst candidate to do his work and found me. Please, my dear ones, do not think I was just being funny. I am seriously flawed and fall way far short. And if you've not been convinced of this before, when you hear this message, I believe you will be. One of our members in the community who has a consistently accurate history of warning dreams from the Lord had a rapture dream. In it, the rapture had just occurred, and people were milling around in complete confusion, fear, and chaos. They could not understand what had just taken place. So I asked him if he recognized any of the people who had been left behind. He said, yes, there were two people. And I asked, well, who are they? Or who were they? <laughs> and he said, I'd rather not say. Now, when I asked him that, the last person in the world that I thought it would have been was me. I was asking about people that I knew that maybe we could help so they would make the rapture. I asked again, and he still wouldn't tell me. Then the third time I told him, I think it's very important for me to know. Finally, he told me, you and one other person were left behind. It hit me like a ton of bricks had just collapsed on me. The Lord had told me a long time ago that he was taking me in the rapture. But now I hear that I was left behind. What had changed? Several things happened during the dream that I knew were the Lord. But just to be sure, I went to Jesus for a confirmation. Sure enough, in the Bible promise book, I got repentance. My heart sank, and I cried out to him, Oh, Lord, please don't leave me behind. Then I went to my husband to help me discern, and he confirmed to me that it was the Lord. We both began to pray and ask the Lord why I was being left behind. More ramus from the Bible promises. Repentance pride, self-righteousness, thinking, I'm okay, what's the problem? And jealousy. I was shocked and could not understand what he was pointing to, which is normally the case when you have pride. You don't see it. So I went off and prayed and poured my heart out to him. No answer, just silence. I spent that night in deep, soul-searching prayer, 
The next morning, all I could do was cry and pray and ask him, Why, Lord? Then he began to convict me of buying a bunch of books to leave behind on Bible archaeology, which I thought would help unbelievers take the Bible seriously, since it confirmed much of what the New and Old Testament said. I hadn't asked him about them because I felt they were really needed for those who had been taught the Bible has no proof in reality, and it's just a bunch of stories. And, you know, that's what we encounter in street ministry all the time. When I sought him about it, he gave me food and clothing in the Bible promises, which, in other words, you have food, you have clothing, you have me, you don't need books. And I knew that I should have used that money to feed the poor, not buy books, especially because we have a Franciscan vow of evangelical poverty. And St. Francis always taught the brothers to be humble and lowly, and how learning puffs up a charity edifies. He never let a brother even have a book of the Psalms to meditate on, because once books are introduced, pride and a yearning for knowledge increases. And I admit, I was just as eager to read those books as I was to leave them behind for others. Those of you who have been on the channel with me for so many years know that I had a recurring problem with avarice, which was represented in a dream from the Lord as a black panther. In this dream, I had a life-and-death struggle with it in the lake by our summer cottage. It would go down, I'd push it underwater, but then it would pop back up again. And it'd go down for a long time, and I couldn't see it anywhere. And then it would come up again, and it would push me down to the point where I was almost drowning. When I thought I was going to die, somehow I got free and was able to come up and breathe again. So now he was telling me that because of my failure with avarice, again, I could not be taken in the rapture. I wasn't ready. My dear and precious family, I cannot even begin to tell you how devastated I was. I did nothing but pray and seek the Lord's forgiveness, which he has given me more than 70 times, and to please not leave me behind. It is my worst nightmare. Finally, a word came forth from one of our most faithful core members who was praying behind me and seeking the truth for me. And the word that she was given was mercy. Then, after I got off the phone with them, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I am giving you another chance. His words were very solemn and I took them with the utmost seriousness. I would like to go into greater depth about the reasoning behind his decision to leave me here. I had been noticing a couple of scriptures about how God hates dishonest weights, and my husband had gotten dishonesty consistently for several days. I couldn't figure out what that was about. I finally realized it was about me because Jesus wanted to use his money, not for books, but for food for the poor. And I have to tell you, with the very generous amounts we give to the poor and buy food, I was still being held strictly accountable 
for taking money from them by purchasing books. I reasoned they would be very helpful, but they were not God's will. And by the way, we're returning them. I also have heard that pastors can go to hell for misappropriating church money and defrauding the poor. What a reality check that is. Needless to say, the Satanists who are mapping out a downfall for me and for other heart dwellers are using my messages to you, which have all the information they need to find my weak points. So I am relying on God alone to help me and never, ever, ever do that again. My loved ones, please, please go over your conscience with a fine-tooth comb and allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of any sin. Repent deeply for that sin and guard your hearts. I want to see all of you in heaven on Heart Dwellers Lane. Please do not hold anything against anyone. Forgive. Forgive and forgive and pray for those who persecute you and for your enemies. Repent deeply of your mistake and make amends if you can still do so. Be so very strict with yourselves and make satisfaction for your past failures. Go out of your way to care for others with food, clothing, and gasoline when they have nothing. Please do your very best to live only for God and others and severely reprove yourself when you fail. No one wants to stay here for the tribulation or horrors that will follow, but those Christians who have lived only for themselves and have ignored other suffering souls and the homeless when they could do something and have not cared about the Lord's business may very well not be taken in the rapture. Still, I really believe this dream was a warning for all of us to take another look at our lives and recognize the times we have lived only for ourselves and ignored the suffering of others. I do believe in the Lord's mercy if we have shown mercy and with deep repentance and a firm purpose of amendment and good works in the time left to us, there is a good chance he will relent and receive our repentance and take us in the rapture. Please take this message seriously. I certainly do. Then I shared the dream with the community, and each one of them went to the Lord for me, and continuously he confirmed the dream that I was left behind, but then I was given mercy, which means he's still going to take me. But believe me, it was a wake-up call for the whole community. They just could not see me being left behind. But I could see. I could see because I know my heart and be very distracted and thinking about me rather than others who have more needs than I do. Keep an eye out for the elderly as well, who might need someone to shovel snow for them or take them to the store, the church, or the doctor's office. Visit the sick and pray for those doing the Lord's work out in the field. Be tender-hearted. 
Forgive offenses, especially with your family. Forgive loud neighbors. <laughs> Pray for single mothers and do what you can to relieve their poverty. I will never forget the Sunday in church when we didn't have money for groceries and had three children to feed. The man behind us slipped us a $100 bill, and it made all the difference in the world for us that day. So be compassionate, even as your Father in heaven is compassionate. And please pray for me that I don't slip up again and get selfish or do something in my own will. Please do pray for me. Your prayers are what keep me here and keep the messages coming. The Lord has made it very, very clear to us that your prayers are what is keeping us here. The enemy, therefore, is looking for ways to distract you from prayer, to interrupt you in prayer, and to keep you from praying. This is a deliberate assignment against God's people right now so that the coverage that we need won't be there, that we will fail as a community as well as not getting the messages out properly. This is very deliberate on their part, dear ones. Understand we are under fire because these messages are very obnoxious to the enemy. The last thing he wants is to see you in a beautiful, intimate friendship with the Lord Jesus. And that's what all these messages are about. From day one, when I was on YouTube, I started getting persecution like I could not believe. And I thought, what's the big deal? These messages, you know, they're no insult to anyone. They're not crazy. I don't understand it. And then I found out, yes, it is a big deal. Intimacy with the Lord is the one thing that Satan hates the most. So anyone who teaches that is going to get clobbered unless they have prayer covering. And you guys have covered me so beautifully. That's why I'm still here. I want to say one other thing to you about that. People always look at the person who's preaching and they have all these uh, comments to make about what a good preacher they are and how they're in God's favor and all of that. But I've told you before, and I mean it with all my heart, your prayers are what make these messages really stick to the hearts of souls. It is your prayers for us and for heart dwellers that is going to be rewarded in heaven for the souls that have come to the Lord. So please keep that in mind. You're doing a very great work by praying for us and especially for me, because I do get hit with a lot of temptations. Thank you so much for your prayers and your support. We love you deeply, and it's my absolute joy to be able to share these messages with you.